If you're an average player, you want to be left alone, right? Because you want to be able to slide by. If you're a good player, you want to be coached. If you're a great player, you want the coach to tell you the truth every day. Did I hustle on that play? Did I make the right read? Did I play the guy with the right leverage? You want to know every play. Because you know why? They want to be perfect. Everybody here makes a choice to do one of those three things. Welcome to the GOAT Consulting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to people striving to be a GOAT, the greatest of all time, serving it up in a way that you can get it in all stages of life. Hey, I'm Colby Jubinville, and welcome to another episode of the GOAT Consulting Podcast right here in VCE Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Tyler isn't with us today. He's on the road down in Dalton, Georgia, building the GOAT family of brands and the GOAT empire. But at the table, as always, is my good friend, John Byers, the, the LinkedIn whisperer, yeah. the and calming I, force to our show. Thank you. And our friends, Dev Digital, who uh, yes. are always rock stars. They're in the, the GOAT family bosom. Yes, yes. And and, uh, and do all things, make Nashville what it is today, the energy that they bring. We'll talk a little bit further about that as we continue to progress to the show. Um, but we've got a great show for you today. Oh, gosh, yeah. It, it's a second piece to... Our good friends, you know, as we said, Nashville's got Dan and Shay. Yes. And, and if they keep listening to this, they're going to have Dan and Chris, right? Yes, they will. So we look forward to uh, kicking that off and uh, on with the show. Probably even more so, and we'll get to this as a superpower, probably connects with those things maybe more than, than any of us do. But I love what you said, at the end of your pain is your dream. Yeah. There's something so good in that. And obviously, Chris, a minute ago when you said there's a battle going on between the pain and the dream, maybe that's a little bit of the same thing, but really beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Chris, yeah. Can, can you do this on your own or do you need a coach? Um, I have no idea. <laughs> I think Chris will one day be able to do it without me. Yeah. However, I don't think he would choose to. Yeah. I, Chris, Chris is a, again, we're talking about a superpower. One of his superpowers is human connection. You know, one of the things that we don't talk about a lot is Chris connects with human connection through hugs. Well, on that race day, he wore a uh, sleeveless um, uh, outfit and so did I. Yep. A kit. And he didn't shave the day of the race. So he had stubble on his chin. He hugged me over 100 times during that race, at least Whoa. 100 times. That's the way that he feels comfort. When he's in major pain, I have to hug him and make him feel comfortable Love it. And, and recenter him. He hugged me and put his chin here so many times that he removed all the skin on my shoulder. I, the biggest wow. bruise or, or issue I had that whole from the race, the shaping, the only shaving I had was this huge area on my shoulder. So now, before every race, I make sure this monkey shaves, right, boy? <laughs> yep. Because you're gonna get me again, aren't you? Yeah. You better stop it. You're not getting me again. <laughs> so, uh, what a great, what a great uh, story to share there. Uh, what a great, great war wound, I might add. Uh, so, one of the ways that we honor our guests, Chris and Dan, is that we ask them to define a goat. And the, the greatest of all time, how might you, in a, in a very short soundbite, define a goat? And then we ask you to share who your go goat is. One of the, the idols that you might have in life, relationship, sports. Would you guys share those two things for us, please? Chris, who do you think is the greatest of all time? My greatest of all time is 
I keep going with is hard. I keep going when the pain goes away. The reason that I'm doing this email is because I had to keep going. Whatever it takes to have a big dream. A big dream includes a big luxury house. <laughs> a big dream goes to the car. A big dream would get me that smoking hot one. Unconditional love. The one who would love me, the one who adores me, the one who cares for me for the rest of her days. She would call me any nicknames she wants. Baby, <laughs> sweetheart, honey, for Chris, you're speaking my language. You are speaking my language, buddy. Adorable, I favor, single. All right, we're gonna so, we're so gonna I, we're gonna have to add a new love language to that. Well, I think what I got uh, what I gather from that is that Chris is Chris is living the goatness. Like when we talk about who's the goat, like yeah. he just painted that in a in yeah. a beautiful picture. A big dream is yeah. and, lay, and lays it out for us. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Dan, do you have a goat? Do you do you have an idea what you think a goat is? Yeah, I, I mean, when you ask that question, it made me think about a lot. And I think in life, the idea of the greatest of all time changes, right? And I'm a season sure. in my life. I'm 46 years old. I'm a father of an 18-year-old and a 16-year-old. And, and I reflect a lot now on, on my life. You know, what I've done with Chris is something that um, – as a young man, you prayed that God would use you to change the world. And I got to stand next to one of the greatest of all time and be part mm -hmm. of that. You know, I, I got to stand next to a Martin Luther King and, and change the world. I got to stand next mm. to a Christopher Columbus. Um, I got to stand next to an Abraham Lincoln. I got to stand next to, you know, someone that we will all have Mother Teresa that will yep. be remembered forever for what they've accomplished. Yep. And so when you ask that question, you know, what I say is at 46 year old. At 46 years old, the greatest of all time, when I imagine that person, it's the common man who does things that no one will ever know that they did, but it changed someone. So I think of like that, when you look at the YouTube videos of a, a father uh, and a daughter walks up and gives him a little present, you're like, what's the present? He's opening up these paperwork and the young girl is asking her to adopt him. The stepfather who's at where the daughter at 15 years old presents him with adoption paperwork and says, I want you to be my dad. Yeah. That's the greatest of all time. You know, it's just a common man that nobody would know is out there saving other children from a life of feeling unworthy or being that. Those are the greatest of all time to me. The ones that no one ever recognizes or ever gives an award to, but change the fabric of our community and change the fabric of our world by, by giving the best of themselves to people that, um, that really need it, but they don't have to. Mm. That those are the greatest of all time. Well said. Well said. The key to greatness is serving many.
I think the question is, and Dan certainly has answered the call, is how do you want to serve? How do you want to serve? Yeah. So we uh, before we get into this other topic, I want to ask one very quick question, and, and Chris would love some um, – would love some feedback from you on this. You had a bike accident during Ironman Florida. I did also at mile 80. I was coming in and one of the handlers was handing me a water. He didn't let go of the water and it turned my bike just ever so slightly enough. And I crashed pretty hard, bent the frame on the front of my bike, but I was able to finish the last 20 miles pretty beat up and then finished the race. Um, so I was connecting with you as you had your crash and again was kind of watching it. Can you talk a little about that and how, how you came through? So, okay. Wait, I crashed my bike. I'm like, Dan, I crashed my bike. Dan, I crashed my bike. And then he comes, the marathon, the last two miles is Dan said um, we can walk it in or we can run in. If you give me your personal best for the next two miles on hug by HJT. Mm. And yeah, I ran the last two miles, post up ass, got hugs, got love, and my superpowers love. So to kind of add some color to what he just said there, at the end of the race, we had two miles to go and 54 minutes left. Yep. We could easily walk it in. I told Chris we were not going to walk it in, not because I didn't want him to just be a finisher. Yep. I wanted him to set the bar high for the next person with Down syndrome that came mm. behind him. I wanted the next person to be a competitor, mm -hmm. not a finisher. And so I told him if he gave me his personal best for his last two miles, that I would slow us down and allow him to hug all of his mm. friends along the way. Yep. So the last two miles, he actually gave me a better pace than he gave me <laughs> um, at mile 10 and 12. And that's because he knew that he was close to the finish line and he could receive the hugs that recharge him. He was driven he was by love. love. Driven by love. Our team members uh, from our triathlon team, he was able to hug my real estate team members. He was able to hug his childhood friends, and then he was able to finish. And we all saw that amazing finish. Yeah. Chris, one of the things you said a moment ago was one of your superpowers is love. And so I want to talk about that. One of the ways we honor our guests is we have a segment, and this comes from the movie Jerry Maguire. By the way, at the beginning of the movie where he talks about, he, he writes a, a mission statement, not a memo. And I don't know if you guys know, Dan, you, I don't know if you've seen the movie. I'm sure you have, but he, the, t the title of the mission statement is The Things We Think and Do Not Say. And we like to talk about that with our guests. And a couple things uh, that I wrote down that I wanted to, to Chris ask you about and Dan also, but... My wife, Vanessa, has taught me this years back. Her degree is in therapeutic recreation, and she's taught me to always lead with a person, with the person first. And so as we talk about your superpowers, and as I've always, over the last months, have talked about you, Chris, I've always shared it in such a way that's honorable about who you are. 
So Chris Nikich is the first person to complete an Ironman that has Down syndrome. Is that person first meaningful to you? And Dan, maybe you can share a little bit about this and and maybe help us uh, think through that. Um, well, I'll say that for for the Nikich family, they're not as concerned with the um, with the political correctness of Down syndrome. They're more concerned that their son is included. We all have our own um, imperfections and superpowers. And Chris is, you know, what they say with Down syndrome, Down syndrome is written all over his face. You can look at it and you can see that he has Down syndrome. And as a result, sometimes people are hesitant to engage with him because they're afraid. Maybe he's too fragile. Maybe I'll say the wrong thing. I won't accomplish that. I felt that way when I met him. And the Nickage family just wants Chris to be included for what he can do in society. Mm. So they're not too concerned with whether you say, Chris, the way in which you describe his Down syndrome, they're just more concerned that you include him and his Down syndrome. Mm. Because the reality of his life is he has Down syndrome. Okay, now what? The number one thing that his family wants the world to know is that not only uh, does every person have a place in our society, Chris does too. And yeah. people like Chris too. They don't need us to protect them. Right. Chris doesn't need to be protected. He needs to be given an opportunity to fail. One of the most freeing things his father told me early on in our training was, Dan, are you willing to treat my son like everyone else? And mm. I said, yes. He said, great. Are you willing to let my son fail like everyone else? Well, wow. my ego initially was like, hell no. I love this kid. There's no way I'm going to let him fail. I'm going to throw him on my shoulders and I'm going to carry him across the finish line if I have to mm. over my dead body. But then as I took a moment and thought about that, that's, that's not, not what he was Chris. asking. Serving Chris is allowing him wow. to know failure and success because he'll never know success if he doesn't know failure. Mm. And it's, not, it's about giving him the ability to compete to the extent of his ability and not focusing on his disability. And so when you ask a question about, you know, does the person come first with Down syndrome, it's irrelevant in this topic for Chris because he's never going to go anywhere the rest of his life without his Down syndrome. So we should recognize that and just make accommodations for him to be productive and active in in our society the way he is. Gosh, I love that. Thank you for helping me see that differently than even what was in my head. and we talk about this this idea of a superpower. Uh, let's let's maybe unpack that a little bit more. But one of the characteristics that I've always admired and loved, Chris and you and others and friends that I have known that have Down syndrome, is their ability to show grace, kindness, forgiveness on a whole nother level that I I that I really struggle with. In fact, I wrote it this way, Chris. I believe you and others that have Down syndrome have a different gear for grace. And it's paired with this really unique ability to be 100% exactly who you are. Like there's no faking it with you. And I really love and admire that. Can you, and and you talked about it earlier, love being one of your superpowers. Can you maybe talk just a, a tad more about that? Yeah. Oh. Uh. Love relates to deep, long hearts. You like to hug people, don't you? Yeah. 
Do you hug people when when why do you do you hug people every time you see them because you like meeting them? Yeah. And do you hug people what when you're sad do you hug people? Yeah. When they're sad do you hug them? Yeah. When you're a little frustrated do you give hugs too? No. You always give hugs, right? A different gear yeah. for Grace. Yeah. And he'll and you'll give a hug to someone even if you don't know them, but if you think they're sad, won't you? Because I'm inspired for kids. Because you want to inspire kids to be what? Because throughout the race, moms uh, send me messages saying that, uh, oh, the child could do anything or the child can, like, if it's up or down, we don't tolerate those. That's right. So, Chris, let me just say this. When when all the moms email you and they email mom your mom and dad and they email Uncle Dan, what are they what are they saying that you're giving all their kids? Do you remember what they say they're always giving you? You're giving them? I think they're saying that I'm the hero. And That's right. You're and you're I'm, giving them hope. Right? I'm forcing that uh, the kids look up to. That's right. Really what cool. Chris is doing, guys, is he's giving them hope. And again, you know, again, giving you a little color here. You know, when Chris was in utero, the doctors came up to his parents and said, hey, listen, you have a child with Down syndrome. Let me know. What, let me tell you what your options are. Mm. And you know what those options are. We don't need to talk about that. And then the reality is, is that once they decided to keep Chris and have Chris and raise him, the rest of their lives, they've been told that he's not going to amount to much. Hey, listen, your, your child's got Down syndrome. He probably won't amount to much. And, and they feel and like, like they've been burdened now. Mm. Not like they've got this little gift from God in their hand, but now we have a lifetime burden of a child. And that's what society has long said about people like Chris. And so when Chris completed this race, what he did is he unlocked the gates oh, yeah. for everybody like him. I want you to just think about it. There's a mother and father walking into a doctor today Yep. Yeah. and them saying, hey, let me tell you about your options. Yep. And them saying, well, what about that one kid mm. that completed an Ironman that did what 1% of our whole population can do? There, there are people that have had children. Like, let me give you an example. When Chris and I are, are going just to do like a bike check-in, this, this huge man, tattoos all over him, walks up and says, hey, can I get a picture with you guys? Mm. And I said, absolutely get a photo with us, right? Awesome. We're, of course, late now. We're, you know, I'm stressing out. You know how it is trying yep. to do bike check-in and stuff. And I can feel him shaking as I'm holding this guy, six foot tall tattoos. Whoa. I can feel him shaking. And my initial response is like, what's going on here? And then it clicks back. I know mm. exactly why. He's, he's got tears in his eyes. Mm. He's got a child with Down syndrome. Mm. He knows a child with Down syndrome. And him seeing Chris put his bike, just simply walking his bike to the rack, is saying that his child is going to amount to something. That his child has a chance. That's wow. hope. The greatest gift you can give a people is hope. That's what Nelson Mandela did. There is people that have emailed us or message us on Instagram and there's nothing makes us happier than receiving them. 
and we're in Google Translate. We've got Egyptian people saying you're providing me with hope. We've wow. got folks from Portugal saying you're providing me with hope. We got people from Spain, and I'm just Google Translating all these different languages, and the message is always the same. Thank you for for helping, Chris. I now believe that my child is going to amount to something. And you change the conversation for those that, that, like you said, that may get that, here's what your options are, conversation. Thank you yeah. for saying well, that. The greatest thing that Chris has been, you know, his father said this early on to me, and of course, he's a very wise man. Nick Nickage is a very wise man, an amazing father. Patty Nickage is a very wise woman, an amazing uh, mother, and has shared so much and allowed me into their family. Uh, for the rest of their lives, and I'm so honored to be that person. I'm kind of the next in line. Should anything happen to them, I'll I'll be with Chris for the rest the rest of his life. I'm I'm about 15 years younger than them, so wow. so they've got a runway uh, of support once they uh, pass on. Um, they told me that the greatest gift Chris brings to them is joy, and and I heard that, but I didn't understand that. Now I fully understand that. What would the world be like if we infused more people with Down syndrome into our businesses? Mm. There'd be a lot more laughter. There'd be a lot more acceptance. There'd be a lot less judgment. There'd be a lot more hugs. That is not a recipe for a society going down. That's a wow. recipe for a society going up. Tethered together. I love Tethered that. Together. Tethered together. For the rest together. of our lives. For the rest of our lives. Chris, we got oh, one more. On that one too. We got one more question for you, Chris, and we want to ask you one of the ways that, that we honor our guests is we have them share something from their playlist. And I want to ask you, what is at the top of your playlist? What music are you listening to today as you're in the grind of training and getting ready for uh, Ironman championship, World Championships in Kona here in a few months? What's what's helping push Chris through on your for, from a music standpoint, my favorite song is Drake. <laughs> okay, and what else songs do we like to listen to when you and I are training? You like to listen to in the club. Yeah, yeah and you like to that. listen to hit it. Yeah, and you like to listen to high energy dance music and rap, right? Uh, yeah. I don't like rap music as much as he does, so I listen to it primarily. Oh, look at him go. You stop it, boy. Uh-oh. Is that the way you dance? Oh, that is beautiful. Yeah. Well, Chris, I got it. I took him to his first nightclub, too. Nice. Well, I'm a big fan of 90s hip-hop, so I, I totally in the club, 50 Cent, Dre. I'm all, I'm all about that, Chris. We've got that in common. So uh, one of the things we want to sh- we, we know, Chris, as we wind the plane to the ground, as Colby likes to put it, yeah. is um, uh, we know that this, this your parents covered most of your costs for your first Ironman. We know that you're on a journey uh, to, to do that for Kona, and so we're going to help support that. We're going to make a donation to your site. And uh, to support you, we're gigantic fans. You are a goat. You are the greatest of all time. Nobody's never done what you've done. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thanks to both of you guys for being here. Yeah, it's an honor. Yeah. Hey, Chris, I want you to know one thing. You know, you said it best in the fact that you that you want to be loved, and you are loved. You're loved right here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. You know, we we may have Dan and Shay in Nashville, 
but but now we've got Dan Greeb and Chris Nickich in Nashville too. So we got we've got Dan and Chris that are part of the yes. Nashville and the world, the Nashville family too, and part of the world. So we certainly appreciate you guys being on the show. What an honor, you know, Dan. When I when I think about coaches, great coaches in my life, and you now I'm considering you one of my coaches. They did three things for me. Number one, they made me have conversations I didn't want to have. Number two, they made me do things I didn't think I could do. And number three, ultimately become something I didn't think I could become. Mm. And, and I so appreciate what you have done for Chris, what you have done for John, what you have done for me, what you have done for Tyler down in Dalton, and certainly all of our audience. So for Chris and for Dan and for John, and I'm Colby and our good friends at Dev Digital and Tyler on the Road. Yep. This is right here in VC, VC Studios, the GOAT Consulting Podcast. We will see you next time. Boom. Boom.